Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. Hello, and welcome back to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. So I turned 24 on August 8th. It's now August 10th. And so I wanted to record an episode on 23 things that I learned as a 23-year-old, so last year. And so this is going to be specifically gut health and mindset related or just kind of overall health related. And just please excuse my voice because I did just get sick. We traveled to Italy and then also Switzerland for 10 days. And my family is not the type of family to just kind of sit and relax. They're more like, okay, let's do a million things at once and pack it all in as much as we can. So I just got super run down and then I got sick. So that's why my voice sounds a little bit weird. But anyways, I'm really excited to record this because my mind always thinks of these things that I learn and I want to share it with you. And actually, before I get right into it, I did want to say I'm going to break this up into two episodes. So uh, episode one is going to have 12 things that I had learned, and then episode two will have the other 11. So without further ado, number one is that glutamine is freaking amazing. So the reason why I say this is because You know, most people know that glutamine is really great for healing the gut barrier, the gut lining and improving immunity. And so when I came back from vacation and I was like eating gluten and dairy, granted they're higher quality than in the States, like my stomach was definitely messed up and then I was also sick. So when I got home, I took my glutamine again and within like three days, my digestion is so much better. So 10 out of 10 recommend um, if you're struggling with digestive issues, glutamine is great. Obviously, there's there's some people that should not take glutamine, but you know, talk to your coach, talk to your doctor, see if it's right for you. And I love glutamine. Just also when you are taking it, remember that most doses are not large enough. So usually if you buy glutamine, it'll be like maybe one to five grams, but you want at least 10 grams twice a day. So just remember that as well. Okay, so then number two is don't take advice from people you don't want to be like. Of course, this is my own opinion, but I had to learn this the hard way because I actually invested in a business coach last year and I should not have done it, but I felt pressured because I was at a low point in my business and I have two coaches that I need to provide for. Like, I want to get them clients and help them out. And I was like, what am I doing wrong in my business? Like, why am I not getting referrals? So I ended up hiring this business coach. He seemed great on paper, but honestly, he didn't have an engaged audience on Instagram. He wasn't super hands-on with me. And then when I actually signed on with him, he gave me to basically a assistant and never checked in with me, never sent me a survey to ask how I was doing. And Also, I was noticing other people that he was working with, that his company was working with, they were not getting the help that they needed. So in my head, I was like, okay, I don't want to be like this person. I don't want my clients to feel like they're isolated and I don't want to feel like I don't value their opinion. So I actually ended up leaving them and I actually lost a lot of money. But honestly, I don't even care at this point. (laughs) It was a lesson learned. But basically, don't take advice from people you don't want to be like. This also goes for if you see a coach online that they have really poor digestive health and they're not working towards fixing their digestive health because obviously, you know, it's one thing if you're actively working towards fixing it. But if you're not, then you probably don't want to work with that person. 
Same thing with a friend. You know, if your friend is in and out of like really shitty relationships, you're probably not going to take advice from them on relationships. So that was a big thing that I had learned. Now, number three is that most people don't need fancy gut health protocols. They just need basics. When I say this, it's because so many people online now are targeting people that have digestive problems because it's so common because our food is shit, we're super stressed out, we're taking medications, etc. I'll see a lot of people promoting these products like, you know, maybe a probiotic or maybe a blend of a certain supplement or maybe they're taking these like greens drinks and they're claiming to cure people's digestion or maybe they're even saying, "Hey, do my detox program, you're going to heal your gut." The thing is that I used to get really overwhelmed when I was learning about gut health because I was like, holy shit, there is so much to learn to help people. Now, obviously, that is still true. There's so much to learn when it comes to healing people's guts. But you can't do anything unless people are doing the basics first or are having a good foundation in their health. So, for example, something we always preach is managing stress. You know, this is also why I'm talking about this in the podcast. I'm talking about mindset and digestion because they go hand in hand. So if you're super stressed out all the time, you're not going to be digesting food properly because you're not going to be producing those enzymes to break down that food. Your immune system is going to be impacted. It's going to be lower. So now you're going to have bacterial overgrowth, maybe even parasites. And so that's where stress is so important. Also, if you're eating fried food every day, if you're eating foods that you're intolerant to, maybe you have a gluten intolerance and you're eating that every day, it doesn't matter if you do a detox program or if you take a fancy supplement right? It's, it's just you have to do the basics first. So that was a big thing for me because people were coming to me and I was like super overwhelmed with these digestive health cases. I was like, what if I can't help these people? It seems like a complicated thing. In reality, most of the time, it's a very easy. You just have to work on the basics. Now, number four is that most problems can be solved by slowing down. So this kind of goes back to what I had just said, where so many of us or at least the people that I know, you know, because you get so used to the people that you hang out with and the people that I hang out with that I've grown up with are very much go, go, go. They're always doing something. And I found that, yeah, most problems can be solved by slowing down. For example, let's say that you don't have time to prep healthy food. Okay, well, why don't you just stop working overtime because you don't actually need to do that. And then when you do that, you'll have time to prep your meals. Or maybe your problem is, actually, I'll do one of mine. Maybe like my problem was I don't have time to get my stuff done throughout the day to where I can get more than eight hours of sleep. But then I was like, okay, I'm literally doing this to myself. Why am I working so hard when I don't need to work so hard? I could just work smarter and reorganize my day and slow down a little bit. Maybe stop committing to so many things. Maybe stop committing to going biking three times a week. Maybe I do it twice a week or maybe instead of training five times a week, maybe I train three times a week and just slow down a little bit. Because again, a lot of these problems like digestive problems or you're not chewing your food properly or you're not cooking your food for yourself, you just need to slow down. So if you feel like you're someone that never has time for anything, make the time. That actually goes into one of my next points, which is that you don't just randomly have time for things. You make time. Again, it's not like you are just going to have all the time in the world. It's that you prioritize certain things. For example, when I say, hey, I want you to go for a walk for most people, like most of our clients, let's say they're super sedentary. And I'm like, all right, 
Let's do a 10 minute walk after eating. Now, you know, you can't, I totally get a lot of people can't just go for a 10 minute walk after eating, but you can do a 10 minute walk at least once a day. A lot of people say, I don't have time for this. Okay, well, but you do have time to watch Netflix or you do have time to go to the gym five days a week. Why don't you just cut back on that? Or why don't you replace Netflix with a walk? You know, you're going to have to make time because you're not just going to randomly find time for certain things. Okay, so that was number four. So number five, big businesses almost always solely care about profit. Now, again, this is my opinion. This is what I've seen. But I see so often that businesses are very successful because they focus on marketing, heavily on marketing. I think there's only been one company that is pretty big that I was like, wow, I'm pretty impressed. It seems like they actually care about their people. Now, the reason why I say this is because I see coaching companies that are very big. They do this all the time. And I've seen this firsthand. Actually, one of the biggest coaching companies out there was a client of my business coach. And I kind of saw the back end of things. And I saw that they were not really educating their people. They were more putting money towards marketing. Now, this isn't, again, this isn't for everyone. But if you notice that people are heavily, heavily into marketing, that to me, at least, is a little bit of a red flag because it's like, okay, why are you so heavy into marketing? Why aren't you getting referrals? You know, that was something in our business where I was like, why are we not growing? We weren't getting referrals. And I was like, oh, maybe it's because we need to improve our client delivery or maybe we need to improve the results that we're getting our clients. And as we did those things, we got more referrals and I didn't have to be so markety all the time. Also, outside of just the coaching space, I see this specifically with big pharma companies. Like when you think about it this way, medications are heavily marketed to make money, not so much to help you. For example, you see a commercial, granted, I never watch TV anymore, but you see a commercial on TV marketing a medication And then in the very, very fine print, you see the side effects or maybe they kind of just speed through the side effects, right? So in the health field, I would just say be very careful about what you actually spend your money on and when it comes to working with someone and buying a program and all of this because most people just want to take your money and it's very hard to find authentic people. So anyways, that's my two cents with that. Okay, number six is that likes and followers don't always equate to happiness and success. So this was a really big thing for me over the past couple of years. And I know I've talked about it before, but, you know, so many of us are like, wow, it would be so nice to have a bunch of followers or maybe I'm going to make this real so that I can gain more followers. And that was something that I had to get out of the mindset of because when you're thinking about it, like, yeah, You can get a lot of views on one reel if it like takes off all of a sudden. But then when people go to your profile, if it's all just gimmicky, markety stuff, they're not going to actually want to follow you. And I know that everyone listening to this doesn't have Instagram profiles, but this even goes with like your own life. If you are not authentically you around people, you're going to attract people, but they're not going to be aligned with you. That's where I found the more I show up as my authentic self and I don't really mask the things that make me me. For example, sometimes I smoke weed or sometimes I microdose or, you know, I like to play in streams like a little kid. Like when I don't mask those things, 
I attract people that are more aligned to who I want to attract. The clients that we've been onboarding recently have been absolutely phenomenal. Like I feel so connected to them and I feel like they want to be here and they're ready to like dive into the program. Whereas before I got people that I didn't really connect with. And that just goes back to like being your authentic self and just not trying to get a lot of exposure or trying to do things to boost your ego, pride, all of that. It's just being you. Okay, number seven is that I learned I actually like prayer. Now, I grew up, I think I'm, gosh, I was like Christian or Catholic. I think I was Catholic, but I actually did like Sunday school for a little bit. And then I think when I was like five or six, we stopped going. So I am not religious. In fact, when I was in high school and I was very depressed, I thought that I was an atheist and that I hated everyone and and all religion. That's not the case anymore. But recently, I I would say I'm not necessarily religious, but I do believe in a higher power. And it goes back to the whole philosophy of like, if you pray and there's nothing out there, there's no detriment to that. But if you pray and there is something out there, then you benefit from that. Whereas if you don't pray and there's nothing out there, there's no benefit. But if you don't pray and there is something out there, you also don't benefit. So in reality, when you look at it that way, You probably should pray. I don't know. That's my opinion. That's something that I've been thinking about recently because I find that prayer is just nice to literally relieve any stressors that you have. So, for example, I had a strained relationship with a family member and I was having a really hard time letting it go. And it was always on my mind. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pray and I'm going to give this to the universe or whatever higher power is out there. So I just prayed, hey, I I pray for clarity between myself and this family member. Um, and once I did that, I was able to kind of let it go. I was able to give it away to something else. And I wasn't carrying that burden anymore. So that's something that I found really helpful. Also, it is nice to just give gratitude and thanks for the things that you have. So before I start eating, you know, we've talked about it before, but you don't want to just stand up and eat and just shove it down your throat. You want to actually be present with your meal so that you are able to digest that food and you're not in a stressed state, you're in a rest and digest state. So now before I eat, to get myself into that rest and digest peaceful state, I will say thank you for the things in my life. I'll say thank you for the food, or I'll just pray for someone in my life. And so that also helps with digestion and just being present in the moment. So number seven, prayer actually works for me, in my opinion. And again, doesn't have to be religious. It could just be praying to some higher power. Now, number eight is that I would rather be alone than with people that don't allow me to be authentically me. So actually, this kind of goes with number six with the views and the followers and all of that. But I don't know if you've ever hung out with someone and you're like, wow, I feel kind of drained after that. Usually those people could be wrong. Usually those people are people that you feel like you have to put on a show for them. So maybe they don't allow you to talk about your thoughts and feelings, or maybe they're super judgmental. Those types of people are going to be draining. And so in my opinion, I found so much peace in just solitude and being by myself and enjoying time by myself, drawing, biking, painting, hanging out with my dog. And to me, I have so much inner peace being alone. I don't know why I would even waste time being with someone that's going to drain my energy. So That was a really big thing for me because I had always thought growing up that when I was bullied that I was alone and that I was super lonely. But 
in this recent year, I've developed friendships to where they are draining. And to me, I'm like, wait, not having a lot of friends is kind of a good thing because you have to be your own friend. And then you just really build on one or two relationships where they just build you up and they make you feel good. And you don't waste time dealing with people that drain you. So that was a really big thing for me. And so I hope anyone listening, you know, if you have anyone that drains you in your life, you can cut those people off because you don't owe them anything and you literally live one life. And if you are thinking like, hey, I feel like I'm wasting time with this person, you probably shouldn't hang out with them anymore. And then number nine is the best thing that you can do is invest in yourself. So some rich guy had said this. He was like in an interview. I forget who. And I was trying to find it and I can't find it. So maybe it was in a dream. But there was like some really successful guy and they had asked in an interview, what is the best thing you can invest in in like 2023? And he was like, oh, the best thing you can invest in is yourself, is your education. And I thought that that was so powerful because when you invest in a stock, okay, you don't really have a guaranteed return unless you're doing like dividends or something. Or you invest in real estate. Again, there's no real guaranteed return. There's probably a lot of headaches. You're not really going to feel fulfilled, maybe. But when you invest in yourself and in your education, that is guaranteed to make your life better, whether that's financially or with relationships to other people or relationships to yourself. Like, for example, with your digestive health. Okay, let's say that you want to invest in, I don't know, let's say you want to, quote unquote, invest in your mental health by taking a vacation, right? Because let's say you feel super overwhelmed, tired all the time. You have a lot of brain fog. So you're going to go on that vacation. It's going to be maybe a five-day long vacation. You're going to come back. You're going to be the same person. Now, if you were to invest that money into someone who could, maybe like a GI map or someone who can help read the GI map and create a protocol for you to get rid of that brain fog to make your life less miserable, well, that right there is a win because now every day is like vacation or a little bit more like vacation or Another example would be, okay, let's say you're a business owner and you, for example, me, and you're like, huh, I want to make more money. And right now I'm a coach. Maybe I'll just invest in a couple of stocks. Yeah, there's no guarantee on that. But let's say that you're a coach and now you invest in your education and now you learned how to better help people with their digestion. And maybe you, you learned how to help people with IBD, which is something that is more of a niche. Well, now you're already making more money in your business and that's guaranteed. You're already a smarter person. You're already able to help more people. You're feeling more fulfilled than you would have if you were to just invest in the stock. So I don't know if everyone is going to agree with me on that. Again, this is just something that I personally believe in and I've seen work for myself is just investing in yourself is the best thing that you can do. Okay, number 10 is that you can live an infinite amount of lives and each one will have a struggle. There's no perfect life. I think a lot of times I talk about my own struggles because I feel like a lot of people can relate to them. And one of my own struggles is the amount of different lives we see on social media and how it makes it feel like they're so readily available to us if that makes sense. So something I've been struggling with recently is seeing people that live out of vans and travel and they have a homestead maybe and they have a bunch of like chickens and goats and horses. And I'm like, wow, I want to quit my job and do that and I'll never work again. 
But recently I had read this book and it's called The Midnight Library. And I love that book. And it's actually fictional. Basically, the whole concept is, I'm not going to reveal all of it in case you read it, which you definitely should. But basically, there's this woman who decides to kill herself and she's not quite successful yet. So she's in this gap between life and death. And so she gets this opportunity to live all of her lives that she could have lived. And there's an infinite amount of lives. There's one where she was in a band or the one where she was in the Olympics or one where she was a a stay-at-home mom. And basically, in each life, you'll see that there are struggles. And again, I'm not going to spoil it, but that was really eye-opening to me because It goes back to the quote of the grass is green is where you water it or something like that. And it's so true because there are so many things that you can do with your life. And a lot of time it's like information overload or or decision overload where you don't know what you want to do. And it's really overwhelming. And you just wish that you were in a life that you do not currently have. Or at least that was me. I wasn't really appreciating the things that I had. And after that book, it was kind of like, yeah, I could move. I could have horses. I could do all these things. But there is never going to be one perfect life. There's never going to be a way where I just don't have to work. And even if I didn't work, I wouldn't feel fulfilled. So there's always pros and cons to every situation. And that was really relieving to me to realize that I don't have to have pressure of having the perfect life because that, that doesn't exist. Right. So it's just making the best decisions I can in this life and just kind of going with the flow and making the best of every situation. So again, that was a big one for me. All these are big ones. But the last one I'll do for this episode, because I know it's going to be a little bit long, is that your money is going to be gone. So spend it. (laughs) So again, this was kind of relates to number nine, where the best thing you can do is invest in yourself. And I know that this is kind of controversial. And I know I'm fortunate to not have to worry too much about money. I mean, obviously, everyone has their struggles with money, but I feel like I am in, in a good space right now. But The reason why I say this is because I see a lot of people who are afraid to invest in things. And I think like for myself, you know, I was afraid to invest in another mentor, even though I feel like I really aligned with her. I've been afraid to, you know, buy a house. I've been afraid to to do all these things. But because I'm so afraid of giving up my money to give up, you know, money in my bank account and I have this weird attachment to it. I honestly don't know where that stems from. But then I always think, okay, is this a smart decision? Is this going to like really throw me off? Is this an impulsive decision? If I answer like, yes, this is smart. This is an impulsive. I've thought this through and I'm still scared to spend the money. I'm just going to spend it at this point because we literally always have just this one life. And if there is something that's going to benefit us, then we might as well invest in it. Because what if we were to die tomorrow and we weren't able to invest in those things? Because I know a lot of people are very scared to invest. I know a lot of people are like, hey, I don't have the money for coaching, but they actually do have the money. They just don't want to spend it. And I know this because people applied for a scholarship with coaching and they turns out they were actually really well off. So I know that some people will resonate with this. And as long as it's a good decision, don't be afraid to invest in yourself, to invest in making a better life for yourself because you don't want to look back and regret it. So that was part one of 23 things I've learned when I was 23. So I hope you guys enjoyed this and I hope that you can relate to some of the things I had said. And again, this is just my opinion and I know some things are controversial, but you know, it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be worth sharing if it wasn't controversial. So anyways, I will see you guys on the next episode and I hope you have a good rest of your day or night or whatever's going on when you're listening to this. (laughs) 
Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a review as I will be picking one of you to win a free consultation with me every quarter. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.wholenothingback.net and apply for coaching.